0: Shut
1: up and sit down. Hello, Phantom fans. My name is Sam Olmstead. His name is Justin Irwin. We are. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. Thank you for tuning in on either Western Reserve Radio, YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And a big thank you to our sponsors, the great staff at Advanced Podiatry. For more information on services and treatments offered, office locations and appointment information, go to advancedpodiatry.com. So, Justin, three games, treacherous driving, late
0: game heroics. uh, Quite the weekend, wasn't it? Uh yeah, um these 3 and less than 3 uh three games and uh, just under 3 days. Yeah, that's kind of uh makes for a long weekend, but it was fun most of it. Not yeah. the, the driving.
1: <clears throat> no, the dri- no, the <laughs> driving home was not fun. <laughs> 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 so, a few weeks back, we sent a uh, Phantom's care package to our friends at Thunderstruck the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. And they were uh, kind enough to reciprocate with a Lincoln care package. Uh, So we each have a box here. uh, So we thought we would open them uh, for the first time as we record. I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, So right off the bat, uh, seems uh, okay. I have a wallet. I'm guessing this is B.A.'s wallet. Why would you think that? Uh, well, the ring and the leather, I think, is kind of the dead giveaway. Oh, okay. and opening it up. Yep. Yep. Brandon's wallet. Thank you for that. That, that was kind. Um, let's see. Uh, well, we have keys in here too, car keys. Oh, OK. There, there's a Lincoln Stars keychain. I mean, it was nice of them to send a keychain, but no clue what to do with the keys. Uh, let's see. Oh, one more thing. Uh, it's a notebook. Um, OK. All the pages seem to have my name scribbled in them this is not creepy at all oh nor is the heart with mine and gene's name in the middle i mean i <laughs> listen to their show i know he's obsessed with me as much as i get mentioned but you know damn oh okay um all right well thank you guys uh justin what'd you get in your
0: box okay opening it up here um ooh, okay another box let's see uh uh one two three four yep that's five human heads human heads yeah
1: um check the box does that have the words like colorado medical anything written on it
0: yeah yeah um i was kind of you know happy to see colorado medical on a box um not quite what i was
1: expecting but that that may not be the care package you may want to call the police i I think those went missing recently oh okay (laughs) well that was fun but (laughs) i didn't write
0: the script
1: (laughs) i'm I'm just hoping for like just a split second of reaction of like wait where's my wallet uh (laughs) (laughs) I only learned about the Severed Heads thing about like 30 minutes ago. Uh, But in all seriousness, uh, they actually uh, did send us both uh, very awesome Lincoln Stars T-shirts, and they sent uh, custom-made Dump and Chase podcast shirts, uh, courtesy of BA. Uh, So, gentlemen, thank you very much for all that stuff. It was uh, very well appreciated.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, Always appreciate having some additional
1: swag, so... Then Matt Lipsack was happy. One of his quotes is finally on a Uh, (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. For for those of you that listen to the listen to the show, the front of the T-shirt actually says that was frightening on it. So uh, I think maybe we should make that our slogan. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so uh, getting into uh, actual hockey talk, we wanted to take a quick look at the uh, Eastern Conference standings. Uh, With the weekend the Phantoms had, they were able to jump Madison, move up into fourth place in the Eastern Conference. Uh, So real quick here, uh, it's been a little while. We're going to just take a quick run through the standings Um, in the East. So right now, starting off in first place, Dubuque with 67 points. Uh, Chicago trailing them by one with uh, 66 points in second place. Uh, Muskegon in third with 56. Youngstown in fourth with 53 points, uh, trailing Muskegon by three, but they do have one game in hand on Muskegon. Uh, Madison bumps down to fifth place with 50 points. Uh, Youngstown has you a know, three point lead on them, plus uh, three games in hand. So hopefully a nice little cushion there, because, again, the difference between uh, fourth place and fifth place as far as playoff seedings is huge. Uh, sixth place right now holding on to the last playoff spot is Green Bay with 45 points uh Cedar Rapids in 7th with 43 team USA uh with 39 points in last place that that basically has all been the 18s uh not much help from the 17s on that one so uh yeah that's where we're at with the standings right now um other than that in this episode uh we're going to break down this past weekend with the gamblers we're going to uh name our three stars of the week uh have a listen to our interview with forward Kyle Bettens uh post game comments from Brad Patterson and look ahead to a trip to chicago and so with that we're going to take our first break and when we come back we'll look at the weekend series with green bay you're listening to the dump and chase podcast right here on western reserve radio Miss an episode of By All Means, and you could miss a lot. I have to sound
2: up, and I appreciate the guys that do the work now. But it is uh, with great appreciation. I see what the guys do, not only the announcers, but also the players. So we've had wonderful playoffs. I mean, single, double, triple overtime games. It's been fantastic.
1: By All Means, Tuesdays at 5, right here on Western Reserve Radio and streaming live on westernreserveradio.com. And we're back. So, yeah, this past weekend, Green Bay Gamblers come to town for three games in three days. Uh, when it was all said and done, the Phantoms uh, come out of the weekend with five out of a potential six points. Uh, so right away, we're going to jump right into the game on Friday night. This uh, game was a 6-5 win for the Phantoms and really got to make sure to get my breath here. I do not know how Matt made it through his, this game without his vocal cords just bleeding. Um <laughs> He, he was he was a little worse for wear by the time the weekend was over. But uh, but yeah, uh, the Saturday game will give me a little bit of a break here. But yeah, uh, so starting off on Friday, the first period, uh, Kenta guy, a little bit of a repeat of the uh, game last uh, weekend, uh, 123 into the first period. Kenta, his eighth of the season from Chase Patella and Kyle Bettens giving Youngstown a one to nothing lead. At the 1238 mark, Brody Lamb from Green Bay, his 15th of the season, tying the game at one. That was assisted by DeBoer and Servagno. And at 1737, Cameron Lund on the power play, his 17th of the season from Green and Servagno, giving Green Bay a two to one lead. And that's how we go to the intermission. Uh, Coming into the second period at the 252 mark, uh, Steven Sardarian, his fifth of the season. That was unassisted. Uh, He tied the game there at two at 1459 garrett wilson his 13th of the season and first as a phantom from uh steven sardarian and byard hall uh that gave youngstown a three to two lead green bay would tie it up uh just a few minutes later matt DeBoer, his 12th of the season from lamb and Servagno. and that's how we go to the third period take a drink
0: man take a drink
1: make sure i'm ready here uh So going into the third period at the 139 mark, Peter Kramer, his fourth of the season for Murray, uh, giving Green Bay a four to three lead. Just about a minute and a half later at 305, Justin Varner, his ninth of the season from Tiernan Shouty and Charlie Lurie tying the game at four. Youngstown would take the lead at 834. Jaden Grant, his 16th of the season from Winter Wallace and Adam Ingram. At the 9.47 mark, a little over a minute later, uh, Jared Crespo, his eighth of the season for Middle Staten Lamb, tying the game at five. And that would be the point. Uh, that would be the end of the night for Kyle Chavette. Jacob Fowler would come in uh, in relief. And typically how baseball, you know, how baseball tends to work with these things. At the 10.43 mark, Charlie Lurie, his 14th of the season from Carter Rose and Tomas Machu, uh, gave Youngstown the lead again, six to five. That would give him the lead for good. Uh, so with uh, the Phantoms taking the lead on that goal and ending up winning uh Fowler becomes the goaltender of record. So uh, <laughs> you, you have the starting pitcher who goes for eight innings, leaves in a tie game. Uh, the reliever comes in, they win it.
0: <laughs> the reliever gets the win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, and it's odd timing. Uh, Coach Patterson, you know, knew what he was doing, but um, yeah, it was an interesting game uh, in that regard. Um Maybe only that regard. Uh, despite the score, I think both teams had a lot that they would like to have done different.
1: Um, yeah, defense and goaltending was not at a premium in this game.
0: No, and it's not that it was pretty offense either. No. Uh, no. Um, it was, I believe you described the first period as flailing around. Yeah. Um. I, that That's... Pretty accurate. Yeah. um, Neither team was executing very well. Um, Both teams off to just a a really slow, dismal start, especially the goaltenders. Just neither one of them managed to get into the game. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Patterson makes the change. Uh, We get the next one and um, that's how it ends.
1: All right. uh, So shots in the game. Uh, Green Bay with 26. Youngstown with 20. Youngstown on the power play was 0 for 1. Green Bay was 1 for 2. Kyle Chavette stopped 17 of 22 shots in uh, 49 minutes and 47 seconds of game time, uh, which ended up, again, being a no decision for him. Uh, Fowler stopped all four of the shots he faced Uh, by virtue of the Lurie goal. He becomes a goaltender of the record. He picks up the win. This would be the last we'd see of Kyle Chavette on the weekend. Uh, basically, his, uh, so his numbers on the season uh 13, eight, four and two with a three point one six goals against average and a point eight, nine, eight save percentage. Uh, so we move on to the game on Saturday. And thankfully, the recap on this is way shorter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was a two nothing win for the Phantoms and simple enough. In the first period, the only goal was Winter Wallace, his 14th of the season from Andrew Centrella and Adam Ingram giving Youngstown a one to nothing lead. And then in the second period, Shane Lachance on the power play, his seventh of the season from Garrett Wright and Kyle Bettens giving Youngstown a two to nothing lead. No scoring in the third. So the winner Wallace goal was all they needed. Uh, Shane Lachance with the insurance. But uh, yeah, so Jacob Fowler getting his uh, first USHL shutout um, in his I believe his eighth appearance uh, this season. So shots in the game, Youngstown 22, Green Bay 20, Youngstown one for four on the power play. Green Bay was zero for three. Jacob Fowler picking up the win for the Phantoms again, his first uh, USHL uh, shutout. So um, overall, a very, very, very different game than what we saw on Friday.
0: Yeah, um, Wallace gets the goal at the 28 second mark. You know, this is why you get to your seats to start the game. Yeah, it was a much more, uh, should I say, physical game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah a lot of hits um a lot of extracurricular uh stuff after the whistle and yeah fowler got his first shutout uh he faced some pretty tough shots in that game continues to improve and so yeah i think that you know coaching staff was kind of looked and said well let's see how you can do with a quick turnaround
1: so after the
0: game on saturday
1: um and talking with coach Patterson after the game about the impending return of Trey Taylor, who had missed the past few weeks with an upper body injury. So yeah, uh, this is what he had to say about his defenseman. Yeah, He's a key player. Um, you know, you, you see the type we've talked about it before, uh, the type of minutes he plays, the type of situations, the, you know, the type of leadership stuff that he, that he has, um, you know, anytime you inject that into the lineup, it's, it's obviously, uh, you know, a, a big influx for us. Um, You know, Trey's a competitor and he's been battling through uh, a little bit dinged up and, you know, we'll see we'll see where it goes here. But I'd expect him back sometime soon. Uh, And when he does, obviously, it's with open arms. Uh, I know he's chomping at the bit and wants to be out there. Uh, It's just a matter of making sure it's it's right for everybody. So we move on to the game on Sunday and lo and behold, guess who was back in the lineup Uh, for the first time in a few weeks? Trey Taylor was back in there and boy, did he come up huge uh, there at the end of the third period. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, I, you know, uh, we've talked about him all season and um, that's exactly what we expect. Uh, So the game on Sunday, that was a
1: 4-3 shootout loss for the Phantoms getting into the scoring in the first period. No scoring. Uh, The first goal of the game came in the second period at the 557 mark. Cameron Lund, his 18th of the season from DeBoer, uh, giving Green Bay a one to nothing lead. So moving into the third period at 117, Alex Servagno, his 11th of the season from Cameron Lund, that gave Green Bay a two to nothing lead. And then at the 505 mark, uh, Shane Lachance cutting the lead in half uh, with a power play goal, his eighth of the season from Tiernan Shoudy and TJ Schweighart. What, 46 seconds later, Matt DeBoer, his 13th of the season, that was unassisted. Uh, Green Bay goes back up by two um, at three to one. Then uh, the last few minutes of the game gets very interesting. Uh, Youngstown on the power play at the 1722 mark. Shane Lachance uh, again uh, on the power play, his ninth of the season and second of the game from uh, T.J. Schweighart and Kyle Bettens uh, knocking Green Bay's lead back down the one, uh, making the game three to two at that point this would be the point to bring up Trey Taylor. Uh, the Phantoms had pulled Fowler for the extra attacker. Green Bay had a couple opportunities at the empty net. And if not for, uh, diving stops by Trey Taylor, uh, this game would have ended differently. So this all ends up leading to, at the 1954 mark, six seconds left in the game, Uh, Jaden Grant, Shane Lachance, both getting shots on net, uh, the puck bouncing around. Adam Ingram picks it up, puts it into the back of the net for his 21st of the season, uh, tying the game at three. So we would go to overtime. Uh, now the Phantom in overtime, uh, no scoring there. The Phantoms would hold the puck for the vast majority of the period. Uh, we had a little bit of a clenching moment, uh, not clenching, clenching, (laughs) We, we get a little frightened in these overtime games when Youngstown possesses the puck for the bulk of the overtime. And then the other team goes the other way once and the game's over. Yeah. <laughs> One shot. The game's over. And that's it. Uh, we almost had that uh, Green Bay uh, picked up a breakaway with, I want to say, about a minute and a half, two minutes left in the overtime. Uh, but Fowler shut him down. So uh, the game goes to a shootout everybody was blank through the first six rounds. Dominic Barteco scored in the seventh round for Green Bay and Garrett Wright was unable to score in the seventh. Uh, So that gives Green Bay the 4-3 win. Uh, The shooters in overtime for Youngstown, Bettens, Lurie, Ingram, Taylor, Sardarian, Patella, and Wright all were no-goes there. So yeah, Green Bay picks up the 4-3 win. They get the extra point. Shots in the game, Youngstown 32, Green Bay 26. Youngstown on the power play was two for four. Green Bay was 0 for two. Uh, Jacob Fowler stopped 22 of 25 in the shootout loss. So, after uh, his uh, overall uh, weekend that he had, his record uh, goes to six wins, two losses, and a shootout loss with one shutout. Um, and he currently sits with a 1.89 goals against average and a 0.935 save percentage. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, on the one hand, it could be disappointing we didn't get that extra point. But still, five out of six is nothing to sneeze about this weekend.
0: No. And, you know, at this point, we have to mention both teams were just out of gas. Yeah. Um, it got frantic there at the end. If you'd asked me last weekend if I thought Lubos Spartechko's son, uh, Dominic, don't know if anybody remembers him, played for, I think, Nashville for a while.
1: No, just <laughs> you. Just <laughs> yeah. you. You're the only one.
0: Dominic Bartechko, um yeah, if you asked me if he was gonna be the guy who scored the goal in the what was it? Seventh round. Seventh round. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that one. Um, that's just how it goes. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we can make a deal about Green Bay seems to have, you know, traded off key players. Not really in anticipation of a deep playoff run, but they're still a USHL team. And to get five out of six points against anybody on a weekend is still good.
1: All right. So that'll do it for the recap. When we come back, we'll break this all down in this week's edition of Four Points. So stay tuned to the Dump and Chase podcast right here on Western Reserve Radio. Advanced Podiatry has been making happy feet in the Mahoning Valley for 35 years. Our offices are located in Cortland, Champion, Austintown, Columbiana, and Howland. Our Howland office has relocated to 8601 East Market Street in Howland Corners. Advanced Podiatry offers sports medicine and treatment plans for all ages. You can also request an appointment online by visiting our website at advancedpodiatry.com. Advanced Podiatry, where surgery is always a last resort. Welcome back to the Dumpin' Jace podcast brought to you by Advanced Podiatry. So for listeners new and old, Four Points is where we break down the previous weekend into four categories. What we liked, what we didn't like, favorite moment, and the three stars of the week. Now, since I offered for Justin to go first last week and he had a mini stroke, I'll be kicking this one off.
0: (laughs) That's probably for the best.
1: What people didn't hear is about the 45 seconds of editing while uh, he gathered his thoughts. (laughs) Let me go first. What? yeah, that that did not. Thought I thought I'd be nice, and instead I just made your head smoke. We got five new ones there. Pick out a good one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm all right, short of a duffel bag full. There you go. Probably another reference nobody gets.
1: Yeah, Joe Pesci. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh. So what I like this weekend. Um. Talked a little bit about before, but yeah, three game series, getting five out of six points and, you know, say what you will at the end of the day, you know, Youngstown is a better team than Green Bay. They should have gotten these points and, you know, and it could end it could have ended up being one of those trap weekends where everything just goes horribly wrong. But, um, you know, this was a case of a better team um, getting the points that they should have gotten out of a lesser team. So, um, you know, even though we had the shootout loss on Sunday, uh, the Sunday game was just kind of a snoozer all around until that last few minutes um, of the third period. But uh, yeah, to walk away with five of six, um, I there's not much I can be unhappy
0: about. No, obviously you want to say you played a perfect game, but there's no category for that um, at the end of the season. Yeah. So um, I guess what I like kind of plays into that. You do have one of those games where you, you know, maybe got lucky, got those two points and won that one. The next night, you've got to come back a little bit better prepared. And I just really like, obviously, from the first shift on Saturday, um, we were a better team. You know, we've made the, the point of, you know, slow starts tend to come back to bite us and 28 seconds winter Wallace's deflect and went into the the net. Um you can't ask for better than that.
1: Okay, uh so as far as what I didn't like and basically all it could really come down to uh was the shootout, was that 6 point we did not get. Um and this this wasn't so much of a Sunday night problem. This has been an issue that's been going on for quite a while now. Youngstown last won a shootout in October 2019 in Lincoln uh they are 0 and 8 in shootouts since then and as far uh as the attempts in shootouts the phantoms are 3 for 33 uh in those uh 8 shootouts they've been a part of yeah i was i was uh speaking to a, a member of the phantoms organization and i had brought up those numbers and uh their uh, reply to that was i don't get it ex- i don't get too excited about shootout wins or losses uh but that just sounds like it's uh it's impossible <laughs>
0: Well, <laughs> like I said, if uh, or if we were going to make up something, it would be something a lot more plausible. Yeah, yeah that's, that's... a multiple season, uh, three goals since 2019 in the shootout. Yeah. And I mean, nobody really looks at shootout wins and losses as real wins and losses. You know, I get that. Um, you know, it's the lesser of whatever evil, uh, you know, three or four different format suggestions uh the three on three overtime going to a shootout is the best option in my opinion but you know to say that you know well i don't put that much into wins and losses i put that much into points and that's lost points so well the good thing about it is once it gets to the
1: playoffs there's no such thing as a shootout so yeah
0: yeah there's (laughs) just double overtime yeah uh Or longer, but we haven't gotten there yet. So knock on wood.
1: Yeah, what what we truly didn't like from this weekend was the game going to a shootout on a Sunday evening. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) at the end of a three game weekend. That that's what we really didn't like was the game going to a shootout. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. maybe you know, maybe end it in overtime. Like I said, you know, Phantom scored two goals late. We get you know, we kind of stole that point from Green Bay. But yeah, going to a seven round shootout on a Sunday evening on the third game of the weekend. Yeah. That, that may be what we didn't like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can both agree on that. Um, what we're saying for what we didn't like is really the second runner up. Well, actually third coming in after that snowstorm, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And what I didn't like, um, obviously Friday, uh, you know, we're the home team they're driving in from Wisconsin. We should have better hop from the get go. Um, We should just have better energy all around. Um, I just don't think we were really up for that game. It didn't come back to bite us. But, you know, you play against Madison, uh, Dubuque, Chicago, uh, teams like that. You start like that, you're not getting two points. Um, So for my favorite moment, I'm going with
1: Adam Ingram's uh, tying goal on Sunday. We've seen it far more than we really want to. Uh, these games kind of being lost. Uh, the Phantoms kind of losing these games in the last seconds. Uh, I think we've seen that more than we've really wanted to uh, over the last couple seasons. So it was nice for that to swing the other way. Um, but at least from our vantage point, it just kind of goes from this wild scrum around the net. Because uh, I didn't because from where we were, I couldn't even see Ingram take the shot no no uh, there was just <laughs> this massive humanity in front of the net and then all of a sudden the pucks in the back of the net
0: yeah that was a lot a lot of goals actually this weekend were just bouncing in off of uh, walls of humanity or finding little holes so that that one
1: was truly a surprise because i'm I'm kind of going back and forth between the clock and what's going on and then just out of nowhere the pucks in the net we didn't see where it came from <laughs> you're looking at the goal judge going You see it, right? Um, What tiny little bit of energy we had left um, after that weekend came out in that moment. Uh, So for me, um, I'm going with that
0: for uh, my favorite moment of the week. Um, My favorite moment of the week, uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, win on Saturday, in particular, you know, because we put up a good performance, a two-nothing shutout. All right, yeah, there was, you know, a little over 2,000 people in attendance A lot of them pretty fired up. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, um, to get a win like that uh, in front of a a better than normal crowd for us. um, That's definitely my favorite moment. Yeah. Um, And those those
1: are the type of games that will get people to come back the next time. Exactly. Okay, so uh, to finish us all off, we have the Dump and Chase podcast, three stars of the week. Uh, so starting it off with the third star that goes to Adam Ingram, uh, one goal, two assists on the weekend, including like we talked about the game time goal on set on Sunday with six seconds left in the third, um, Ingram had, uh, coming into this weekend had been in the midst of his longest scoreless streak of the season. Uh, so, uh, really looks, uh, especially with lines shuffling around and everything else, uh, really looked like Adam fa- uh, was able to get his groove back this weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was a little bit snake bitten and, you know, I think somewhat um, finding uh, the right combination for him aligns, lines. And um, I think he's finally starting to feel it again. Second star of the week, obviously was going to show up here. uh, Jacob Fowler, two wins and a uh, shootout loss, a deep shootout loss. So yeah, he battled all weekend. Um, I think that the coaching staff decided to test him a little bit, um, you know, see, you know, how far he could go this weekend. And um, Sunday, maybe not the best game for him, but yeah, he still got us a point in that game. So, um, but
1: yeah, he, yeah, uh, just the three games alone, uh, he ended up with a 1.33 goals against average, a 939 save percentage, and the one shutout. So, um, pretty good weekend for him overall. And um, our first star of the week, that goes to Shane LaChance. Uh, three goals this weekend, all on the power play. Uh, to go along with one assist, I, I had the com- I had the comment made to me. Uh, talking with Matt Lipsack about um how they had the rule in baseball when you went to extra innings, uh, you would start out with a runner on second base at the beginning of the inning. Um, his suggestion was in the shootout to just put Shane Lachance at the side of the net uh, and let him try to tip in shots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's pretty much what he did this weekend and did it very well. Uh, But yeah, three power play goals uh, on the weekend uh, was real big uh, as far as the comeback on Sunday. So, yeah, for that. um, Yeah. I mean, no brainer whatsoever. Yeah. Shane Lachance first star this week.
0: Yeah. I mean, net front presence. That's, you know, something we've noticed at games um, sometimes lacking, especially on the power play. Uh, You want to get a big body in front. He's a big body, likes to get into the dirty areas, too. So,
1: okay, so that will do it for four points. Uh, A couple of weeks back, we got to have a chat with Phantoms forward Kyle Bettens. um, And boy, did the gods conspire against us on this one. Uh, We had to change (laughs) locations and whatever room we were in, because the microphones that we use pick up every single noise in the back area. So we try to mitigate that as much as possible. Uh, whatever room we were in, uh, I think we had every Phantom employees ever eh, employee ever that has ever worked for the Phantoms, uh, walk through one of these rooms while we were trying to get started. But
0: I expected the old Sparky costume to come walking through. Yeah,
1: nobody in it, just the costume,
0: just the uh, costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they're moving like uh, uh training equipment, uh, you know, bicycles and you know half of a gymnasium um. but yeah we we had we
1: had a good uh, four or five false starts there but i mean i mean the reality is we're you know tramping through their territory but uh we hadn't had a situation even close to that yet in all these other interviews so uh, you know Kyle was a trooper uh, he stayed patient with us uh we were we managed to pull it off so without further ado this is our conversation with Kyle Bettens and we're back in the locker room area of the Cavelli Center. We're here with Phantom's forward Kyle Bettens. Uh, so right off the bat, Kyle, how did you get started in hockey? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, basically at a young age, um, my dad, got, you know, obviously grew up playing hockey, and he kind of taught me, um, you know, basically everything I need to know when I was around probably about four years old, and. Um, I remember as a kid, we, we kind of had a backyard rink um, in a, in the backyard, yeah, and on the lake, and um, there was a nearby uh, community center with a, with a rink that we'd go to, and uh, basically just started
1: from there. Okay, so um, you're from the Winnipeg area. You spent some time in the MJL. Did you ever know or cross paths with Ingram while you were there? Uh, I did, yeah, I mean, I, I,
2: I didn't know him personally, but I, I knew of him, and um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird now that we're playing on the same team. but. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I've never really been friends with them before, but we've we've kind of grown
1: into a, a pretty good relationship here. All right. Um, one thing we've talked about on the show throughout the season is uh, the speed that you have for someone that's your size. Uh, and you always seem to surprise the defenders with it um I mean is that something that's always naturally been part of your game or is that something that's just evolved over the years um no I mean I I was always a
2: bigger kid but obviously as you get older everyone um kind of amps up their speed of the game but um I took a lot of pride in in summer training to get faster and and obviously with with the height and weight going around I mean I got
1: to be able to move out there and um I guess I'm fortunate enough with the speed I was blessed with so um now for the Without, you know, things have changed a little bit with the trades recently, but uh, for the bulk of the season, uh, we've seen you on a line with Jaden and um, Adam. Um, you guys have had a lot of success on that line. I mean, h- how much fun is it for you guys when you're out there on a shift and just everything's clicking?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I know some nights it, it might not and, and, you know, some nights it will, but um, obviously when we're rolling, it, it's, it's obviously pretty fun. And, um, you know, we, we talk lots on the bench and we kind of keep each other in the loop of what's going on and always oh, supporting each other and, and keeping each other accountable. But um, other than that, I mean, we're just um, three really good hockey players and we're just out, out there trying to, trying to get the win, so.
1: All right. So you're an '01 birth year. Um, you know, you're coming down to the end of your junior career. Um, what has this season meant to you so far, and what are you looking forward to uh, as far as next season at Minnesota Duluth?
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously, playing here in Youngstown was was a huge honor, and I was fortunate enough to to get picked up here and traded here and uh, it's been nothing but positives and um, we have a really special group this year and, and the coaches have been really good and I'm um, just looking forward to the playoff push here and uh, ending on a good start and um, yeah I mean obviously next year a, a world class uh, college program and uh, I know everything about the coaches and the players going in and we got a pretty good freshman class so that's probably what I'm looking forward to most.
1: You were with Omaha last season, and now there is this mini Omaha faction in Youngstown. Um, you, TJ, Andrew, and now Garrett. Have you guys enjoyed getting to spend time together again? Yeah, I mean, actually,
2: just yesterday we all four of us went out to uh, to get a bite to eat and just kind of catch up. And um, it's it's kind of nice knowing um, you know some of your your past friends are on a team with you again, and um,
1: you kind of cherish those cherish those moments a little more. And uh, it's been nothing but good things. So. Alright, um, you've gained a lot of fans in Youngstown this season. Um, I mean, we're definitely excited to see what your future holds for you. Um, would you like to say anything to the fans that are listening to this? Yeah, I mean,
2: obviously, I, lo- I love coming to the rink every day and and uh, trying to put on the best uh, performance possible. And uh, you know, obviously the support there by the fans is, is super huge for us. And um, you know, we, we always love it every night when you guys are loud and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, just keep showing up and bring a
1: smile and hopefully we'll bring the win. So. All right. We've been talking uh, back in the locker room area with fandoms forward Kyle Bettens. Kyle, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you very much. For taking a few minutes with us. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. And that was forward Kyle Bettens um, again. Big thank you for helping us out there. And with that, it's time for another break. Uh, The past is the past, and when we come back, we'll look to the future as the Phantoms will travel to Chicago for a weekend series with the Steel. Stick around right here on Western Reserve Radio. Hello, Phantom fans. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president, Andrew Goldman. That went smoother, it went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that added, I want
2: that
0: added.
1: What are you shaking your head now for?
0: I'm agreeing with you, because he has absolutely killed us this year. Yeah, that's that's not helping, I'm trying to process, okay.
1: Well, so far, Finger Guns has meant Sam shut up, so (laughs) gotta come up with a different sign for that. Listen, that like was frightening. And we're back. So this coming weekend, the Phantoms will be traveling to Chicago for a couple games with the Steel. Uh, So as far as the uh, season series, this will be the fourth and fifth games uh, these two teams have played against each other uh, in what will be an eight-game season series. Uh, So far in three games against Chicago, Youngstown is two and one. The last meeting was on January 15th. That was a 3-1 win for the Phantoms. So in three games... Uh, Youngstown has outscored Chicago, 12 to 10, uh, Youngstown on the power play in these games, uh, two for 10 Chicago on the power play five for nine, uh, last weekend, Chicago, uh, split the weekend with Cedar Rapids and Madison winning both of those games five to two. So coming into this weekend, Chicago with a record of 29, and one, that is good for 66 points and second in the Eastern conference. Youngstown coming in at 22, 16, five and four for 53 points. That is fourth in the East. Uh, Chicago on the season has scored a total of 189 goals. That is a 3.94 goals per game average. They have given up 156 goals per game. That is a 3.25 per game average. They are currently sitting with a plus 33 goal differential. Uh, Youngstown this season has scored 149 goals. That's a 3.17 goals per game average. That's actually ticked up a little bit uh, on the last week or two. Um, they are giving up 100 and they've given up 147 goals. Uh, that is 3.13 goals against per game. Uh, Youngstown sitting with a plus two goal differential. As far as the special teams, Chicago on the power play 27.6%. That is first in the East. Their penalty kill is 78.5%. That is fifth in the East. Uh, Youngstown on the power play, 20.6%. That is sixth in the Eastern Conference. Their penalty kill, 78.7%. That is fourth in the East. So the games this weekend, uh, that'll be uh, Saturday the 19th. That'll be 8.05 local time here. And on Sunday, that game will be at 4.05, our local time here. Uh these games will be available on Hockey TV and I believe Chicago still uh streams their audio through the uh Mix the uh, Mixer app or whatever it is. Uh so if you don't have Hockey TV looking for the free version, uh yeah, look into the uh, Mixer app. You'll be able to get the audio from those games there. Yeah, so at least right off the bat, uh we have had much better success so far uh against Chicago than we did last season. I mean I mean Chicago is still winning games uh they're not nearly as scary as a team as they have been the past couple years uh the goaltending is lacking uh the defense is lacking all, i mean all in all at least so far we've shown that we can match up with chicago
0: yeah the, the phantoms um we're built kind of more defense oriented than some teams especially in the east i think that defense first uh, mentality really uh plays havoc uh with chicago um, I think going down the stretch, you know, I, I like our chances a lot better uh, this season than uh, the previous seasons. And yeah, I think we can give them some real problems. Um, you yeah, know, let me see. Taking a look here.
1: Yeah, the 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 one game that the Phantom, you know, we've given up, uh, you know, Chicago has scored 10 goals on us in three games. Eight of those came in one game. That was that was uh, Chicago's 8-4 win on uh Right after Thanksgiving, uh, the other two games was a 5-1 win for the Phantoms and a 3-1 win for the Phantoms. So eight, eight of those 10 goals coming in one of those three games. So uh, defensively, we held them even then, you know, and th- and that's and that, you know, and that's been the, the arguments we've no, not arguments. But that's been the arguments that have been made uh, for what the Phantoms have tried to do uh, as far as bringing in players and everything else on the defensive side, because it like with Chicago and with Team USA, teams just aren't playing defense against them. And we are. Yeah. Yeah. And our results have been much different than a lot of other teams in the league this year.
0: Yeah. And that one game, that eight to four game, that was a game we kind of tried to play their game Um, and we did not do well. Uh, We did okay (laughs) Uh, comparatively. But yeah, I you know. So, yeah, as long as we play our game, um, I think we match up quite well against them.
1: OK, so with that, we're going to take our last break. On the other side, we'll wrap up this episode and look ahead to next week. You are listening to the Dump and Chase podcast right here on Western Reserve Radio. We're back and that will do it for this week's show. A big thanks to Coach Brad and Kyle Bettens for helping us out. And again, uh, stick taps to B.A. and Gene from the Lincoln Stars podcast for the care package. I also wanted to say thank you to the guys at Western Reserve Radio, Dave Ferris and Jim Craven. Um, I have some uh, some new equipment on the way that's going to help us out with the show. And this is stuff they are very familiar with. And we're more than generous with their time uh, to kind of show me some of the ins and outs on Saturday night. Um, And also the baby watches on Voice of the Phantoms, Matt Lipsack and his wife are expecting their second child, and apparently they are quickly coming up on zero hour. Uh, So all the well wishes in the world to their family over the next week or so. Next week, we'll be recapping uh, this coming weekend in Chicago and looking ahead to next weekend's three game road trip. And that will be um, another game with Chicago. That will be a Thursday night game. And then uh, Friday and Saturday night with the under 18s up in Plymouth. So uh, again, we want to thank our official sponsor of the Dump and Chase podcast, the fine physicians and staff at Advanced Podiatry. So for information about treatments and services offered, locations and appointment information, check out advancedpediatry.com. So as always, the Dump and Chase podcast is brought to you by HockeyFan.com and be sure to check out our syndication partners at OhioHockeyDigest.com. You can hear this show every Wednesday at 5.06 on Western Reserve Radio, either on Westernreservradio.com. Through the TuneIn or Live 365 app, the Western Reserve Facebook and Twitter pages, and the Youngstown Phantoms Facebook page. Now, this show, um, all the new episodes, all of our old archived episodes, uh, those can be found on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite audio podcasts. Now, thankfully enough, a lot of links there. All of these links can be found on our Linktree page, um, that of which can be found in the description of however you are listening to this episode. Now you can find Justin on Facebook at facebook.com backslash YT hockey fan and on Twitter at YT hockey fan. Both of those are P H A N and you can find me on Twitter at dump underscore chase pod. So again, thank you everyone for tuning in this week. So for Justin Irwin, I'm Sam Olmstead. We'll talk with you all next week right here on the Dump and Chase podcast. Bye now.